Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 31 of the Feasible Filmcast. My name is Chris for February 15th, 2017. And on today's episode, we've got a big one, something I'm really excited for. John Wick's chapter two, um, as well as a couple news stories and a top five uh, largest body counts in movie history. Now it's kind of opinionated. You could go either way, any way you want to. I just kind of threw together a top five list for this week. Um, just of my own personal choices. So, um, you know, let, let, we'll see how that goes towards the end of the show. Um, but let's go ahead and get ju or jump right into John Wick 2. Now, this movie just came out last Friday. Um, we've got some returning characters in John Logozamo and Ian McShane. Um, and it's directed by Chad uh, Stileski. And I be believe the budget was around 40 million or so, which is really interesting. Um, because this one has more style, more action, um, you know, a little bit more CG, but we'll, we'll talk about the, the style of it here in just a bit. But something uh, right off the top, something I found that was really interesting is the director um, in the original Matrix films, um, Keanu Reeves' stunt double was actually the director of this film, and he didn't actually want to go and try out for the role but, or, or of the stuntman, but his manager like pushed him into it and he went and tried it for it and made it. So it's just an interesting, interesting tidbit that, you know, him, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Chad, Keanu and, um, Lawrence Fishburne all worked together. And now what, how long has it been? Like 13 years later or so. What is that? Yeah. 12, yeah. 14, 14 years. I think it's 14 years later, they're working together again. So I find that to be pretty interesting. So, uh, John Wick 2 starts out, and I just kind of want to give my overall impressions, but basically the story is, it's five or six days after the first film, and he's basically just trying to find his Mustang again, um, at a, like a, a, a chop shop that's owned by like this, uh, the brother of Vigo was in the first one. So, my overall impressions of the first one, or I'm sorry, this one is sort of biased because I just love the first one. So... I have very little criticisms of the second film. I think if you like action, um, if you like, um, like just like badass bad guys, cool like crooks and thieves, and like a really cool fighting style, and but it all but also enveloping like a sense a sensibility of filmmaking. I think you'll really enjoy this. From you know the different sequences, the different locations, we've kind of turned the the key from. In the first one being kind of like these small, little consolidated skirmishes, um, you know, going from like, you know, room to room or building to building into like these long extended sequences of action where, you know, the body counts just rising from here to here to here to here from one huge location, um, specifically the um, catacombs area. Um, you'll see in the movie, it, it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. Like you get to have the setup of the type of gun, the type of weapons that Keanu uses to dispatch the enemies. And you get to see them used in full force for better or for worse throughout that uh, whole sequence. And it must've been like a 20, 20 plus minute sequence, or if that like 15, 20 minutes or so or so. And that was like just the star of the movie, I believe. But, you know, I mean, there's really, you get to learn a little bit more about the secret society. You know, they introduce a couple of new baddies for him to dispatch. You get a couple of the classic lines he says in the first one. Um, 
Lawrence Fishburne's neither here nor there, but uh, I thought that just kind of the Secret Society buildup and kind of the blood oath that Keanu takes, um, that he has to fulfill a mission before he's kind of let go from the group again, because he came back. It, it's kind of, it, it's a little convoluted, but he basically accepted this mission a long time ago and he has to fulfill it. He has to fulfill it or, you know, they'll send everybody after him. And so um, he goes on to fulfill that promise that he made, you know, however many years ago to get where he's at. And, uh, you know, I just thought that the stylized action was amazing. You know, it, it's, I've talked about it for like the last years or a couple of years, you know, just action movies have just been so watered down and, you know, just gone are the days of like awesome choreography and, you know, seemingly like really neat, like hand to hand tactics. And, and they've moved on to more of like a kind of like the action you'd see in like a Resident Evil movie or an underworld movie or, you know, like the Divergence series. I mean, I'm just pulling these out, like, you know, these on wires, like people jumping around, obviously CG, you know, just uninspired action. Whereas this one's a little bit more grounded. Um, you can tell, like watching it, you can tell that, you know, Keanu went through many different types of like styles and almost the progression of the choreography was set up um, from like the stuntmen uh, that kind of know what they're doing. You know, I mean, it just seems like they know what they're doing other than, you know, just getting, you know, falling down or, or, you know, getting a roundhouse kick to the face. It seems that every shot was like thoroughly thought out um, as far as the fighting goes. And, it, it, you know, there's like mixtures of like judo, like like judo and taekwondo and uh, like hand to hand. Like it just has everything like wrapped up into a, like, you know, you would back in the day, you'd go see like, um, <laughs> this is when it was like decent Seagal. Like you go see Seagal for like his hand to hand techniques. And then you'd go seek Chuck Norris for his roundhouse kicks, you know, and then you'd see like, you know, Stallone for his knife skills and gun skills and things like, you know what I mean? Like things like that. Whereas in this, they meld it all into one package. Like you get your high flying acrobatics, you get your stealth kills, you get your like, like, like really gory, bloody kills. You get your like technical shots and, um, using like so many different varieties of weapons. And, uh, like I thought that, it, it's kind of hard to say, it's almost like I need to go back and watch it, but I thought like when the Raid 2 came out, you know, that was the best it was gonna get. But John Wick just proved me wrong. And especially like aesthetically pleasing and, and giving um, the movie, uh, it, as far as like, it, it, it's about like two hours long. And like before I get ahead of myself with the, uh, like the breakdown of more of the action towards the end, um, it doesn't really feel like the editing in the story really doesn't feel like that long. You know, it, it only feels like an hour and a half. Like there was never really any moment where I was like, man, these are this, this sequence going too long or this is going too slow. And my, if I had a criticism at all, it would just be like the first like couple of minutes, like just setting up some of the characters. It kind of felt like it bogged down slightly because there's like 15 minutes or so where it, you know, it kind of has to give you like a quick info dump of what happened in the previous film, um, solving those issues and then setting up the next, you know, setting up all the different bad guys and kind of their quirks. But I liked how there was rules involved, just like in the first one. Like I like how the secret society has like these rules in place where you can't fight on the premises. Um, everybody has seemingly has like this system, like of these hitmen that 
when they get the phone call, it's like they all know each other and they can like all go after each other. Um, I'm not sh too sure how it kind of coalesces into like an overarching plot of how they fit into the world. I'm not sure if he's, because it's seemingly everybody, everybody is on the street as a hitman for whatever reason, or, or they have some sort of allegiance to uh, um, this group, which is kind of strange. Like, it's almost like they live in a world of just hitman. So that was kind of strange, but you know, I mean, just the comedic setups, uh, like for instance, there's, um, this isn't a spoiler, but there's there's like like it's like a, within the first five minutes there's like speak of uh, John Wick using a uh, like a pencil to like fight people and like how the story's like watered down or like you know and you can start to run it through your head like and imagine like what he was doing with the pencil and it's funny because later on they have a callback to where he actually uses a pencil to. To, to dispatch some of the enemies and it's just a million times worse than what you could possibly think of like it's uh it's just so gory and violent and just makes you cringe and there's a lot of setups like that and one thing i thought that was really interesting was you know you always have the scene where the the good guy or the bad guy or whatever go and like open a huge vault and there's the guns all there and you know they're just picking up uzis and um you know, M16s or whatever, and like strapping them on and strapping grenades on. And, uh, you know, John Wick does that in this movie, but I thought it was really neat that they actually include the names of the guns and, you know, switching from German to, uh, Austrian arms and things like that. And like actually like name dropping the type of guns that they're using. Um, it kind of gives you, uh, like a sense, like you can almost, I mean, you can go in after the movie and actually look them up and see, you know, what they were used for. And, and he definitely upgrades in this one using machine guns and shotguns and all sorts of things. But, um, you know, the real shine is the hand-to-hand -hand combat and uh, the uh, kind of the homage. Like I was saying, like, you know, like an homage to, you know, Chuck Norris and Stallone and Schwarzenegger and all those guys. Like, it really is a homage to those older films all mixed up in a blender and adding on this like more more of the secret society story it really feels like a bond film like it it it, it just screams a bond film like the setups the bad guys what he's trying to do um so i can definitely see the influences that it's it's almost like um the writer uh kolstad just like wrote a bond movie and just added in all of like his favorite like 80s plot plot threads and one-liners and it has everything and even though it plays it straight it still gives you the the winks and nods of the comedy that you know uh from those from those older films and i just loved it and um the one of my favorite sequences is um in the like the first like five or ten minutes when he gets the his mustang back and he's actually like driving through and there's like this really awesome like car chase scene and um you know, all the guys are after him. And I, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but I, I don't know, there, there's just sequences in there that I've just never seen before. And like putting cameras at certain angles and, you know, and getting the choreography perfect, it's, it just looks so good. It looks it, it looks like all the stuntmen are like, <laughs> like getting hurt really, almost like in the Raid 2, if you remember the warehouse scene, it just seems like the stunt, the stunt guys are actually like getting hurt doing this. It's like, it seems so realistic and, um, being that, you know, Keanu Reeves 
you know, takes the hits and does all of the, the stunt work, most of the stunt work himself, you know, just shows that, you know, he's dedicated to the role and makes it so much more believable, you know, other than, you know, like, I don't know, something like, like the uh, Avengers movie when Robert Downey Jr. gets hit or, you know, something like that. It just, it doesn't, just doesn't seem all that real. And, um, you know, just butting heads with the realism and the kind of the, the supernatural cult like society, it just, it lends itself to like just an interesting story. And I just really, really liked it. And, um, like I said, the action's great. Uh, I really thought the music was great. And one other thing that, uh, really stood out to me is the different locations that they go to really play on, um, of course, like the lighting, um, and, and the vastness of the space, but also the sound. Like I, I was really involved in like, how the like the shotgun sounded in a, in a catacomb and how the pistol sounded and how ricochets like like they really played with that and there's a scene that deals with mirrors that does the same thing and you're constantly looking for like like the, the camera in there or you know some problems with like the choreography or like some like i don't know like 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 some cheesy uh like falls or something like that it just look out of place but it just seems like it was so thought out and and um well done i just didn't notice it and uh yeah the music i thought was good like i said the sound effects were awesome um it definitely like sets it up for a chapter three and i know um the director wanted it to be a trilogy and we'll see how that goes you know i i believe at this point the movie's made a little bit of money so i i'm, I'm sure it's made it I'm pretty sure it made its money back um, and then some. So it should be considered a success, I guess. Um, I know the first one made, you know, like 60, 60 or 70 million. This one had double the budget, you know. And, and oh, wow, I mean, the body, the body count in this must have quadrupled. You know, you, you think that, you know, that everybody was joking about when 24 was on, you know, the, the bowercount.com was where you could go to see like how many uh, enemies that Jack Bauer bagged after an episode or, or throughout a season. And I, you know, I don't remember what those numbers were, but this just John Wick film. I mean, it, it, it has to like have like enough, enough kills in, in it's two hour runtime than th two or three seasons of 24 does. So let, so let's go ahead and get to the rating. Um, oh, well, one more thing. I thought that the, uh, going back to the, the actual acting, I actually thought that uh, the Ricardo Scamarcio, I believe his name is, he actually did a really good job as a bad guy, I thought. And uh, um, as far as, you know, Keanu Reeves' acting, it's, it's about what you'd expect, you know, kind of like that brooding. He doesn't really have very many lines, but I just... I thought that Lawrence Fishburne did an okay job adding a little bit of humor in there. Um, Common the uh, was actually decent in it as well as one of the bad guys. And you know, I just I and, and oh, and Ruby Rose as well. I just I just like just the look and the quirks of the, of the bad guys, you know. And they they seem like I don't know. They just seem like they fit. It doesn't seem like you know they were just kind of thrown in there like in like like triple X or something like that, just to fill a role. You know, they all seem like they're, they're uh, like, I don't know, just, it's just so much more believable. It just seems like there's so much more part of the action. So as far as ratings go, um, there's 
there's definitely a little bit of time there, about 15 or 20 minutes, like I was saying, where it slows down a bit. So I can't, I'd love to give it a perfect five, but I can't. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it a 4.5. And I'd love to hear um, everyone's comments, listeners' comments, you know, just what you guys thought, what your favorite scenes are. So definitely, uh, you know, leave me, leave it in the comments and just let me know. So uh, moving on. So something that came out today that I thought was really interesting is what the Hollywood Reporter is reporting uh, is that they want to get, uh, or I'm sorry, Warner Brothers wants to get Mel Gibson to to film the new, or be the director of the new Suicide Squad film. So I know the first one like made like buku's of money and um, you know, it got ripped in the theaters. I mean, it got, as far as critics go, it got ripped the shreds, you know, just people wanting certain things, people wanting some of the characters changed, people are, are you know, not the, the hype build up and what you got was just, you know, so bad. And I thought it was a really, really bad film, um, uh, you know, especially that it, it's trying to build a group, group of uh, villains, you know, they could have done a much better job of introducing all of them, where they came from, other than, you know, just a quick little... 15 minute dossier at the beginning, you know, and especially if it being so long, it just seems that, and, um, it, it could have been a lot better. And coming from David Ayer, it just seems like he, he's done the group dynamic before and it just seems like he was perfect for it. So I guess they're hoping to get Mel Gibson in there, someone who, you know, is pretty aggressive, who wants to maybe try to elevate, elevate the characters, try to almost like do a reboot of it, I'd imagine. So it's not the most terrible idea, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I would definitely, I, I really was not looking forward to seeing another movie uh, from, or another Suicide Squad film at all, um, especially not the Gotham City Sirens, but I don't know, for some reason, you know, Mel Gibson being involved, I, I think I could get excited for it again. So you guys definitely let me know what you think, but I mean, it's, it's not the worst idea in the world, so... We'll see how that goes. Um, and um, speaking of the raid that we were speaking about earlier, and, and, and definitely if you haven't seen those films and you like John Wick, definitely go check those out, The Raid and The Raid 2. They're, they're definitely um, playing in the same ballpark and uh, really, really cool film. So, um, so Joe Carnahan is, just came out today saying that he, they're going to do a reimagining of The Raid. They're going to... I guess, inject some kind of a new story. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know that I'm all that excited, you know, from the guy who did the gray in the A-team. I, I just, I, I don't really have much faith or, or, or um, I, I mean, without seeing a trailer, I can't say that. But, I, I mean, I just enjoyed the, 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 the first movie and the second movie. And, you know, remakes or reboots are, are never really the same. When it boils down to it, they just don't capture the same feeling, you know, with the U.S. remakes. And, you know, they'll end up getting The Rock or something like that to, to play the lead role. And I don't know, it just, it, it just, it's just something that doesn't need to be remade, I don't think. And like, same with uh, Train to Busan, like they're going to remake that. And I believe what we had was perfect. You know, I don't, I don't think that we need something more. Um, and, you know, I would recommend just watching those, all the original films. So, but, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes and um, take it from there. So that pretty much takes us 
you know, that's that's pretty much all the news that have, that's come out this week so far, and that pretty much brings us to our top five. So. If you guys have any ideas for any top fives in the upcoming months, um, I'll start releasing like the movies. Um, I'm gonna go. We're, we're gonna check out beforehand, so you guys can get in your questions and maybe like some top five ideas. So my idea for this week was, you know, the top five largest body counts in in movie history, I guess. But really, you know, this is really subjective. So my number five would be one of my favorite movies and. One of the first movies um, that I watched that was kind of like the the detective movie that, you know, was just, it was just like a badass rated R detective movie that just, you know, introduced you to like that high flying action and dual wielding pistols and which is uh, hard boiled and hard, a lot of John Woo's earlier films just did a number on me, you know, and I just loved hard boiled. I love the killer and I watched them like so many times and then I got, I moved in from there and got into like Commando and Cobra and things like that. So it was kind of like a gateway drug to me. And so I just remember, I haven't, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I just remember it being like, I just remember Chai and Fat bagging a whole bunch of baddies and that. So that's number five. Number four, it, it, it's kind of a cheat. It's Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And, you know, it kind of had more of like a fantasy, you know, it, it was all, the whole entire movie was building up to the last battle. And yeah, I mean, other, I mean, anything that involves some sort of a war, you know, there's going to be a high body count. And, and this one, especially like stemming from the, this last Hobbit movie where, you know, the re-release got a rated R. Uh, I, I still haven't seen that one. The, the extended edition got a rated R uh, rating. So I, I'm kind of curious to see what that's like because I don't remember the action being all that ridiculous. And in Lord of the Rings, you know, it, it's, you know, you, you see swords clashing and things like that, but it's not like 300 where it's brutal, brutal violence. But a lot of baddies go down, so that's why it's number four. My number three is uh, Schwarzenegger in Commando. And just like Hard Boiled and The Killer, this was one of the kind of like my gateway drugs and gateway drug films into like the, the, the you know, the, the crazy action, um, you know, one man versus an army type of film. And, you know, it just delivers in spades. He doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't really tag that many people, but the way, the way in which he does it with rocket launchers and grenades and, uh, you know, these huge machine guns just, <laughs> just took it to another level at the time. So that's my number three. Um, number two is the aforementioned Raid 2. And at the time, it had like some of my favorite fight scenes, um, weapons, you know, and hand-to-hand -hand combat that I that I'd seen, you know. And even though the story is a little bit ridiculous and it's long, the, the I mean, the fight scenes just make up for it. And uh, it, it's uber violent, I guess, like John Wick, but um, John Wick I think is a little bit more grounded in reality. Like, some of those shots you could take, but in the raid, it's a little bit more ridiculous. So that's my number two. And my number one, of course, is the movie released this week, uh, John Wick 2. You know, like I said, I, I'd like to see like the numbers on this, but John Wick 2 has to be one of the top, like top three. If, if you get rid of like all the big war movies, it has to be up there. It's just ridiculous <laughs> how many people Keanu Reeves bags in this film. So... That kind of brings us to the end of the show. Um, 
Next week we'll probably um, I'll probably be reviewing um, Lego Batman, um, possibly Underworld, the Blood Wars, and um, I'd also like to get in. Um, I'd also like to get in the uh, the Monster Calls film that just came out. So. Uh, just let me know what you guys want, would like to be reviewed next. Uh, leave some questions and comments uh, at the sh in the in the comment section on the show. Um, get at me on Twitter. It's at Lee Van Martin. That's L E E V A N M A R T I N. You know, message me with questions, comments. Uh, get those in there. I'd like to especially start like doing a Q and A like session towards the end of the shows coming up, and as well as more top fives. So. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and until next time, stay feasible.